I've been getting in my steps, lifting weights, and now I'm trying really hard to get as much protein as I can. That's why I'm excited about trying Clean Simple Eats because they're just that, clean and simple. Their protein powder is always grass-fed with no seed oils or artificial ingredients. It's third-party tested and non-GMO and gluten-free. They've got 26 delicious all-natural flavors. You really can't go wrong with any of them. They've got Simply Vanilla and other unique flavors like cookies and cream, caramel toffee, and even cinnamon roll. I have a feeling my entire family may just like Clean Simple Eats protein powder, and they're probably going to use it every day because it's so easy to put into your milk or a recipe my daughter loves to bake or in a smoothie, which my son loves to drink almost every day. You can It's amazing really in any form. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use the code ASKLISA20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's cleansimpleeats.com with the code ASKLISA20 for 20% off your first order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Rena Nainen, and this is Ask Lisa, the Psychology of Parenting podcast. It's a podcast to help parents better understand their kids. Dr. Lisa Demore, a psychologist with three decades of experience and the author of three New York Times best-selling parenting books, takes your questions. Both of us are moms ourselves, and we're eager to hear from you. So send us your questions to asklisa at drlisademore.com. And you can join our community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The handle is Ask Lisa Podcast. And also subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Ask Lisa Podcast. Episode 151, How Do I Find Balance in 2024? Ah, we made it to 2024, Lisa. We did. Last year was a big year. A lot happened. I am glad to be starting fresh again. Yeah. I love the new year because you get to start fresh and rethink things. And I also always love our New Year's podcast, the first one that we put out in the top of the year, because we focus a lot on the parents and what yeah. they might need. Yeah. No, I think um, caring for kids involves caring for the adults around them. And so taking time to reflect on how we take good care of ourselves goes a long way towards all the good things that happen in family life. It took me a long time to understand the importance of that. So I want to kick it off with you. We decided not to do a letter in this episode, but instead to sort of focus on how do you get your family to thrive and yourself to thrive? How do you need to rethink the new year? So I guess I want to start off and ask you, Lisa, what do you think we should be focusing on? I'm really glad to be talking this through because I think, let's actually start with what not to focus on. Because I think there's such a heavy, you know, New Year's resolution, making oneself better in 400 ways that I actually want to try to pull people's attention away from that. And one of the things, Rena, I've been thinking about a lot is the term optimization. I think there's a really heavy push in the media around us to try to optimize ourselves or optimize our children. And what I mean by that is 
to try to, you know, use every moment as effectively as possible to be the best possible version of who we can be and who our kids can be. And this is well-meaning. There's nothing ill-intentioned in this. I think that um, New Year's resolution time can be prime time for thinking about optimization. And I would like to say, in the place of optimization, why don't we focus on equilibrium and maintaining a sense of equilibrium? Okay, how do I do that? Because I feel like my life is in a thousand directions. I can never completely cross off my to-do list. How do you even get there? Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, over the years, I've been talking to people over the last year, I've been, you know, thinking and thinking. And I think there's a two-part process to trying to maintain a sense of equilibrium. So the first part of it, I think, is what I will call routinized restoration. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so bear with me. That? Here's the deal, Rena. Life is stressful. Our days are stressful. That is a done deal. No matter what we do, especially if we're doing anything important or interesting or worthy, we're going to find it to be stressful, right? Caring for kids is a stressful thing. Working to, you know, bring home the bacon for one's family is a stressful thing. Doing any combination of those things is a stressful thing. So I think we go into this first with the understanding that living a life is an inherently stressful thing, no matter what you're doing, and that it's really critical that there be opportunities in a routinized way, part of the routine, to restore oneself. And the model I want us to be working with here is thinking about strength training, right? Okay, I love this because I love strength <laughs> training. I love lifting heavier weights. It wasn't until my mid-40s that I'm in now that I realized you have to be lifting, especially as women. I mean, you don't have to lift 100 pounds, but how do I make this happen? Yeah, okay. So if we think about strength training, the way strength training works is you deliberately stress yourself, right? It's, it's an interesting model, right? Strength mm -hmm. training doesn't work if it's not stressful. It's designed to be stressful. But strength training is a two-part process, right? You know this. You deliberately stress your muscles. You push them past the point of comfort. If you are not pushing them past the point of comfort, you are wasting your time. And then you marry that with recovery, that the muscles have to repair, that you cannot lift on the same muscles every single day without getting injured, right? That's, that's the recipe for injury. And so in strength training, we accept the idea that you deliberately stress yourself, and then you follow that with a period of rest to be followed by another period of deliberately stressing oneself, and that what you create over time is actually increasing capacity, right? You gain strength, but it hinges as much on the opportunity to restore and let oneself, you know, the muscles repair as it does on what happens in the gym. Okay. I love this analogy, but I'm very confused because I get it. One day I'll do upper body weights and then the next day I'll do lower body. But how do you, how in life does stressing yourself out more lead to equilibrium? Because I am stressed to the max and I don't feel like the more I get stressed, the better things get. Okay. But if, Rena, you had adequate restoration, if you worked very hard during the day, or we're very busy, but every single night you got a great night's sleep. Or every single day, in addition to, I think a great night's sleep is baseline, right? I think when I talk about routinized restoration, sleep is like number one, top of the pile. So let's say that, Rena, you're doing very, very demanding work, and every single night you get a great night's sleep. That's part of the routinized restoration. And also two or three times a week, 
Like I, you know, go for a walk with a friend, but that is built into my routine. And that helps me, you know, kind of talk about the things that are weighing on me, get stuff off my chest, solve problems. That's routinized restoration. Exercise for me is also really essential in addition to walking. I try to do something on the days I'm not walking. If, Rena, you were working hard, 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 but every day you were exercising in a way you wanted to, every day you were eating foods that you found nourishing and pleasurable, and every day you were getting an awesome night's sleep, you would do nothing but build capacity. What do you think? I'm still confused. So when you talk about, in life, stressing yourself out, but then making, uh, you know, having opportunity to recover, I find in my daily life, I never have that day off to recover. So how am I, it just doesn't, it's just not realistic to me. Okay, fair. Okay, so think about it this way. You can't have too much stress, no matter what. No matter how much recovery you have, too much stress is going to be bad. And to beat the strength training analogy to to death, right, if you go in the gym and you try to lift 50 pounds on your biceps and you're not some huge, you know, you're going to get injured. Like that is a done deal. So the stress of a day, some of which is just inevitable, it's okay to have stress in a day if it's within a reasonable range. Right. If it's within a reasonable range, that's not going to do harm. That is something that we, you know, will help us grow and push capacity, but it's actually not going to harm us. So one question I have, right, and you're sort of thinking this through, your stress levels may have actually been in the, you know, too heavy levels, right? Yes. More than yes. Is, okay. So part of what's going to be involved in helping you to feel a sense of equilibrium and growth and capacity growing over time is getting your stress levels to growth-giving levels as opposed to potentially injury levels. I love that. Get your stress levels to growth. What did you say? Growth Growth giving giving levels, right? And again, just use the strength training metaphor, right? Like what's a heavy weight, but not so heavy that you're going to injure yourself, right? And that's how we want to think about stress. Now, of course, not everybody has this kind of say all the time about their stresses, to be sure. But if we think about this as the two-part process, one is getting your stress levels to the, you know, growth giving, but not damaging. Mm -hmm. But that still has to be paired with adequate restoration. Because if you're stress, 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 we call that chronic stress. That's one of the toxic kinds of stress. But I'll put it this way, Rena. I feel like I can work really, really hard and sustain it so long as I am sleeping well. So that is your thing. And and I'll say this, true to you, because I'm talking to you all day long and texting you on lots of things all day long. But at night, you shut down. And you have always told me, I value sleep. It's huge. And here's why I will say this. And this is, I think, what's so essential. I can sustain a surprisingly large amount of work so long as I am sleeping. As Mm. soon as my sleep degrades, which I will tell you at 53, it has become much more fragile in a way that I find very frustrating. Mm. As soon as my sleep degrades, the wheels start coming off my bus. So it's not the work level It's the failure of my restoration systems that is actually causing problems for me. So this is what I want us to think about. And, you know, and I like how you're helping me sort of really test this against the realities of our lives. But I think so often we focus on the stress, right? It's the stress that's getting to me. But so often the stress is unavoidable, right? There's nothing to be Mm -hmm. done about it. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is, what if we pivot our attention and say, okay, 
the stress may be a done deal, unavoidable, or even important to us, right? Like I like sometimes pushing myself like to see how much I can accomplish. What's going on with the restoration? Is mm. it adequately protected? Is there enough physical activity in a way that feels good? Or whatever constitutes restoration, is there enough time spent with other people that is routinized? And I think that's the key thing, is built into the daily routines so that you don't have to reach for it or try to schedule it when you're already feeling super taxed. Mm. I have so many questions. We're going to pause and take a quick break. But on the other side of this break, I want to ask you about how do we make restoration routine? I pick up my kids every day. That's routine. But how do I think about restoration as being routine? We'll be right back. You're listening to Ask Lisa, The Psychology of Parenting. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table for settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Just think of all that cash back you can get on those groceries. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today. So the future you will thank you for it. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? A getaway with the kids? A spa day for yourself? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cash back credit card. And don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. EarthBreeze EcoSheets look just like a dryer sheet, but instead of being a dryer sheet, they're in fact an ultra-concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It's really the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and to your skin. Personally, I get a huge kick out of using EarthBreeze. I love the fact that it takes up less space, is better for the environment, and yet it leaves my clothes smelling so good and it gets them so clean. Here's the bottom line. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I actually did something good, not just for my laundry, but also for the earth. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash asklisa. That's earthbreeze.com slash asklisa to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. EarthBreeze.com slash ask Lisa. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. We spend a lot of time teaching our kids please and thank you. But one thing I've realized I haven't spent a lot of time teaching my children is how to be financially responsible. We started using the Greenlight app and it's made a difference in helping them have that conversation about money and to really understand how it can affect their lives. Greenlight's a debit card and a money app that's made for families. I can send money to my kids, keep an eye on their spending and their savings. I didn't think I would need this app, but my kids are absolutely loving it and they're getting the concept of what it means to save. I love the lessons they're learning. I love the games they're playing. I love that they are being educated at a younger age that you need to learn how to save. Sign up for the Greenlight app today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash asklisa. That's greenlight.com slash asklisa to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash asklisa. 
Welcome back to Ask Lisa, the psychology of parenting. So Lisa, we're talking a little bit about how do we maintain equilibrium? And one of the things I think I walked away with from you in the first half of the show is you've got to figure out what restores you. And for you, you were saying it's sleep. For some people, it's exercise. Some people, it's getting together with friends. But how do we take whatever that restoration is and get it to be routine? So let me just rephrase it back to you. We have to take whatever restoration is and make a routine because otherwise the wheels will come off of everybody's buses. Mm -hmm. But the way we want to do this, I actually think, is to be very mindful of the language we use for what I want to call restoration. I think sometimes we talk about it as like taking a break or needing to check mm -hmm. out or mm -hmm. downtime. And if you think about those phrases, Rena, they have a kind of um, a, you know, a quitting quality to them, right? Like I'm pulling myself out. Like, I, you know, I'm not optimizing in this moment. I'm, I'm checking out. And I think that even that framing has around it the sense of somehow um, a negative quality Whereas if we say, no, it's restoration in the same way that days out of the gym are essential to healthy strength training, I think that that can help us to routinize it. So if you, instead of saying like, oh my gosh, I just need so much more sleep and talk about it like I should need less or this is somehow me coming up short. If instead we took the attitude of, you know, sleep is absolutely key to my restoration. I need to get Certain notes, certain number of hours. Everybody's different. Most adults are somewhere between seven and a half and nine hours. This is how I restore myself in the name of being able to come back tomorrow, do the kind of work I want to do, be the kind of parent I want to be. But if we move away from this idea of like this is somehow lazy or greedy or mm -hmm. disconnected to want time to do the things that restore us. I think it starts to move us in a direction where we might then try to really build it into our routines. And the thing I think that is so critical about routines, our routines reflect our priorities. Whatever's in our routine we're saying matters. And that's where I want us to really watch. Because if it's not in your routine, you're saying it doesn't matter. But we are saying we know restoration is critical for um, equilibrium in the day-to-day, -day, and I will say thriving over time. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people, like right before the holidays, I made sure, I think it was a coping mechanism. I got together with my girlfriends and had a drink before we kicked off the rest of the holiday season. How do I make coping or how is coping different from restoration? Okay. So this is, I said this sort of a two-part piece. So I think in terms of thriving going forward, restoration just has to be treated like a non-negotiable in the same way that days out of the gym when you're doing serious strength training are a non-negotiable. Then, no matter what we do, even if you have fantastic restoration, like say that like magically we are all suddenly able to like work hard during the day and then sleep nine hours at night and see our friends and get plenty of exercise and do all the things that make us feel good. That's great. There's still going to be stuff that comes along that is not good, right? We're still going to run into curveballs that make us feel bad. You know, there's going to be, you know, horrible news. There's going to be a bad situation in our family. We're going to get, you know, information like maybe a health scare or something like that. This is where the second part of my thinking comes in, which is coping. So restoration is what you use to maintain in the day-to-day. -day. Coping is what you need when something goes wrong. Okay. Rena, one of the things I started thinking about a lot in the pandemic, as we were sitting through the pandemic and watching it unfold, I started to say to anyone who, was, who would listen, I would say, okay, how people come out of this 
a lot in terms of what they can control. It's going to come down to how they're coping. If they're using healthy coping, I think Mm -hmm. most people are going to come out of this okay. If they turn to unhealthy coping, if they Mm -hmm. start using drinking, if they start using withdrawal from people, if they start being a jerk to people to cope, that's what's going to leave a mark once the pandemic ends. So I think coping and coping well and having good coping is absolutely critical to overall functioning. So, you know, at the start of the pandemic, some people drank a lot. It was sort of, uh, you know, and some people realized, I'm not going to do this anymore and kind of refigured things out. How do you deal with coping when tough situations come and you're just trying to keep your head above water without creating bad habits? This is, uh, that's, that's the magic word, like keeping your head above water without creating bad habits. So one of the things I think each of us should be reflecting on, and as we think about what might make for a good, you know, New Year's resolution is, how do I cope? Like when I, like, and sort of picture like a moment of like getting a really upsetting piece of news. Say that you get an upsetting piece of news about anything. Then the question is like, what's my instinct in the moment, right? Is my instinct in the moment to like pour myself a big glass of wine or is my instinct in the moment to call my friend and to be like, you got to hear what I just found out. Like this, I'm really upset. And, you know, the first is not the worst thing in the world, but if you do it every time, it's going to turn into a problem. The second, the idea of good social support and reaching out, you can do that indefinitely, right? Like that's a healthy model. So as we think about what we might resolve in 2024, the kinds of resolutions I'm going to lobby for are not, how can I be the most optimized human being Mm -hmm. on the planet and my children? Instead, be like, I am going to be really serious about building a routine that has adequate restoration, and I'm going to stop calling restoration breaks, downtime, checking out, Mm. or even me time. Me time has a selfish quality to it. I'm going to call it restoration so I can be there. Okay, good. So that's love it. And then the second part of the resolutions may be, I'm going to resolve to get really serious about incredibly healthy coping. And many people are already there. I mean, many people's instincts are down the healthy coping line where they're, you know, they're upset they're watching a happy TV show. They're upset they're reaching out to a friend. They're upset they go out in nature, right? Like anything that brings relief and does no harm either in the immediate or down the line is under the healthy coping umbrella for me. Mm. I think, Rena, if we focus on those two things, routinized restoration and healthy coping when we need coping, I think that's how we maintain equilibrium in the face of whatever comes. I have never had this presented to me that restoration is equally as important as your to-do list in crossing everything off. It's really, we never talk about restoration. We talk about stresses and trying to reduce stresses, which is definitely sometimes necessary. What I don't think we talk about, and this is the the way I want to sort of push our thinking, what we don't talk about is stresses are okay and they can even be growth-giving if they're moderate enough, only so long as when they are paired with adequate restoration. And Rena, here's what I, I want to focus on for a minute. Like I've watched you over your career, right? Like you have gained capacity over your career, right? If you think about your early days in TV, right? What was hard in the first year wasn't so hard in the second year because you had done a lot of it, right? That you get better and better. We talk about the stress. We don't talk about the recovery. And it's the two together that actually make for thriving. Oh, I love this so much. But can I tell you, I'm really done at 44 with any sort of growth giving. Like, I I don't (laughs) want any more stress. I don't want any more growth and giving of stress. Like, I just want to be done with it. But how how do we move away 
from optimization? Will we and our children ultimately accomplish less? Well, this is, I think, why people get really into the idea of optimization. Like, it's a sense of, like, this is where, you know, the action is. This is how we're going to be the best versions of ourselves. So I think part of how we move away from optimization is we watch what is coming across the transom on social media. And I'm hearing about stuff, you know, like um, online about like the five to nine before you're nine to five, right? It's like what you can accomplish from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. to set you up for a very like productive nine to five. That makes me bananas. I'm like, that is so optimization centered. It is not comfortable for me, right? I'm guilty of that because sometimes I I will say, you know, um, Sometimes when I don't get stuff done, I wake up at like 4.45 to be able to knock out when I have a day that I just, I get up early to get it done before the kids get up. But I fall into that trap of believing that's what you need to do to have a successful life. Well, and, okay, so, but just to think through our model, it can be so long as you're able to then get enough sleep to keep the wheels on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, you can get up and work hard. I have no problem with people working hard. It's really, really about making sure that there's enough restoration to make this a sustainable system. And the reason I get um, cringy about optimization is like, I'm like, that's not sustainable. If you're doing nine to five or five to nine, you know, of high productivity before Mm -hmm. you're nine to five of high productivity, that is not a sustainable system. That is not. You're absolutely right. And so it may, in the short term, accomplish more in the long term you're looking for burnout. You're seeing burnout coming. To prevent burnout, which is in many ways I think about like the equivalent of like a, a strength training injury, to prevent burnout, there has to be not too much stress and adequate restoration. Mm. So as we think about restoration, what are things when people think about restoration that you might suggest we look at as opportunities for restoration? You mentioned sleep as one of them. Working out. Yeah. I mean, and I will say, I think you got nothing without sleep, right? I think that sleep is the universal, that mm-hmm. there is nobody who will be able to sustain high levels of activity and high levels of stress over time if they are not sleeping adequately. So I would say if people do nothing else, if they're thinking in this way, the New Year's resolution is adequate sleep. Like mm-hmm. that, like that one alone, I mean, we know it, but we don't do it. That one alone is, alone is a total game changer. Yeah. Then beyond that, it's what works for you. Some people will paint. Some people want to be out in nature. Some people will want to travel. Some people will, um, you know, want to like curl up with a novel, right? I think mm-hmm. this is where it's really key to like, it's, it's personal. Like what's working for somebody else isn't going to work for you. Like what would be like your top two or three arena? Honestly, I, and this is really random, but I, once had a membership to this gym where they had this amazing sauna. So I was thinking if I had a sauna in my room, I'm in my home, that's what I would be doing every day. Cause there's something about it cleared the lungs. It just made me feel good. And the five minutes in a sauna was great. I don't have that. So I think what I am going to focus on, I think you sleep hugely because yeah, okay. I also women, it just really affects us in a huge way. Um, the older you get too, I think it's so important too. Um, sleep. And then I think maybe reading something to shut off my monkey brain at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so here's what I would say, and and this sounds so simple, but we don't do it. So like we have to really focus on it. You know when you articulate it that for adequate restoration, you need to get serious about sleep. And probably one thing that would help that is reading something prior to sleep, maybe. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I just um, shut my brain off. Shut your brain off. Okay. So get serious about it. Like get serious about like the time you get in bed, when you start reading, like this is the routine, how long you're going to read. 
and how you're going to protect your sleep. Um, and again, I mean, it, yeah, I know as I say it, I'm like, this is so like nothing sophisticated about it. But I think sometimes we go reaching for these complex solutions when something that will help us feel so much better is sitting right there. Yeah. It's not that it's not sophisticated. It's that nobody has ever put it this way, that we need to focus on restoration if we are to recover from those tough days. And it has to be in your daily life. Like you've got to budget for it in your time every day. You've got to make it a plan. Like you've got to commit to it the way we commit to other things. And mm. and so I just hope, right, if we frame it as restoration, not as, you know, I'm abandoning the family to go get in bed early with my book, right? <laughs> that we might feel we have yeah. more of a right to it and really see it as essential for ongoing thriving, ongoing growth, creating a sustainable system. And then, you know, Rena, above all, modeling for our kids. Yes. What it means to that. actually be a person who is fostering growth over time as opposed to seeing how much optimization can be crammed into a week. You know, and this is going to be a dinner conversation for us because I'm curious what they think is restorative for them at the end of the day, probably video games and texting with friends. But um, okay. okay, you know. So no, talk about it. Here's the other thing, though, that you're making me think about. So maybe it is video games. Let's say there's a kid who for you know him or her or they come home and video games are where it's at. There's no problem with that as long as they're not spending too much time on it, right? And mm -hmm. the content is not, you know, too awful. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, I think this happens for kids. I think it happens for adults. We go actually intuitively towards restoration. You know, you're like, oh, I got to go watch a show or oh, I want to watch a video game. You're getting the restoration that is deserved, warranted, critical, helpful, but feeling guilty the whole time. Yes. Yes. It, is this like a Western thing? Because you just feel bad about everything when you're trying to do things to make yourself feel good. You do. I think it's very common. And here is my view on it. Guilt-soaked restoration is not restoration. Ah, oh, that's good. So say that one of your kids says, you know what, for me, it's video games. You know, mm -hmm. when I come home from school, if I can just have a half an hour of video games or, you know, whatever feels like an allowable amount, that's what helps me feel better. Honestly, I would have your answer be like, excellent, go all in, enjoy it fully, take that restoration. That is really smart. If that's what helps you then turn around and hit your homework, fantastic. I think for ourselves and for our kids, there is work to be done on um, pushing away guilt around the fact that we intuitively do go towards restoration and we all need restoration. This episode should be called How to Take Your Girls Weekend That You Do Every March and Turn It Into a Daily Routine for Restoration. That's what the episode yeah. should be called. Yeah, no, I think I think um, if we take it seriously, I, I think that this is what makes, makes for thriving over time, right? I mean, this is not about doing less. This is actually being able to do more in a sustainable way and do more because we're growing. Our capacity is gaining um, because we're taking good care of ourselves. Never thought of restoration as growing your capacity. That's really something new. Really appreciate that, Lisa. Um, and I'm going to check back in. We're going to check back in and we're going to ask this week on our Instagram, what are you doing this year that could help be restorative? And maybe that way we can all sort of pool ideas this week as to what really helps. So um, check us out at Ask Lisa Podcast on Instagram so you can see the other ideas because I think I, I want to learn more of what people are doing that could be daily restorative um, opportunities. So what do you have for us, Lisa, for Parenting to Go? Well, I wonder as we're talking about it, if part of the routine, and this might be a stretch, is that families come up with 
something that restores everyone at once, right? Um, in the pandemic, we got into a habit. Um, the Cleveland Cleveland's surrounded by these gorgeous metro parks. And we as a family went every week to a metro park for a hike. That just became something we did. It can be hard with kids and certainly with teenagers to get them to commit to something that is, you know, we do this every week as a family to help restore ourselves. But I do wonder, as we think about the year ahead, if we can make a commitment as a family from time to time that we have something planned on the calendar, so routinized, that's going to help everyone feel like they're bouncing back a bit. I love it. It's such great advice. And by the way, you hit on sleep a lot. We're going to have someone before the end of the season on the podcast to talk to us about sleep. It's such an important issue that you flagged to us. Well, it really is the glue that holds us together. Mm -hmm. So important to hear that. I can't hear that enough. Well, Happy New Year, my friend. I'm so excited to be back at this. And um, we've got a lot of great shows coming up the rest of this season. So I'm excited about about, uh, what's ahead. Me too. It's going to be a great year. Looking forward to it. And by the way, next week, we're going to talk about how do you keep social media from really harming your kids? I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Ask Lisa podcast so you get the episodes just as soon as they drop. And send us your questions to asklisa at drlisademore.com. And now a word from our lawyers. The advice provided on this podcast does not constitute or serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment, therapy, or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you have concerns about your child's well-being, consult a physician or mental health professional. If you're looking for additional resources, check out Lisa's website at drlisademore.com. We'll see you next week.